You've always had what it takes to make it happen. And we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. are listening to this podcast thinking, I want transformational change in my life and I am ready to make 2023 my best year yet, then I have the perfect program coming up for you in January that is going to help you tap in to your inner millionaires. Now, I know January is a long time away, so no worries. I've got a lot of fun things lined up until then, including an exclusive private podcast that is only by invite. And if you want to get into that and get all of the other manifestation goodies that come along with it, go ahead and text VIP to 844-921-0323 and stay tuned. I will send you the link to this private podcast and you're going to get a ton of really cool stuff along with it. Now let's dive into the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have Brittany Carmichael, who is the founder of Shine School, a self-love course that's helped thousands of women awaken their authentic self and reclaim their power. She's the creator of this amazing Oracle deck called Shine from the Inside. And she also is the co-founder of the Elevated Life Membership Club, and she was actually named the top 20 soul coach of 2022. She's a trailblazing light worker, psychic medium, award-winning hairstylist, and salon owner of 15 years. Plus, she's 99% unicorn. And I can tell you guys, she is pure magic. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Steph. I'm so grateful to be here and to share the sparkle magic with your community. You are super sparkly. Like that's the first thing that came to mind when I started following you a long time ago on Instagram. I'm like, she's so sparkly. And now you have like the light beaming in on your face. And I'm like, see, you're just like a ray of sunshine. (laughs) I love it. It's so funny stuff, because if you would have met me over a decade ago, you would have probably labeled me as bitchney, like most of my fellow friends and people called me because I was in a really dark place. So to get recognized today in this version of me as sparkly, like I met someone in person for the first time that was like an Instagram friend. She was like, you really are the definition of sparkle magic. I'm like, it's not a gimmick. Like this is really what happens when you choose to love yourself and you choose to like say goodbye to the pain and hello to the wisdom. So I think it's really just incredible to see my own transformation in y'all's reflection of me or a perception of me. So thank you for noticing the sparkle magic, but it took a long time to get here. And, um, that's why I do what I do to empower women to break free of the fear that stops them from shining their authentic light. Well, I want to talk about that. If we could back up a little bit, because I really like hearing those stories of how people might've started out on a totally different path or gone through something messy, because I feel like that's life. Like we all have those moments 
And how did you break out of that? Like what steps did you take? Because someone that's in it right now might be thinking like, oh, well, that's great for her. But what about me? Like this, that, or the other happened. And maybe you can give some like inspiration or insight on how they can start moving forward. Yeah, totally. Well, my first advice is don't wait for rock bottom to make a change. Like your intuition is letting you know now that something is physically off, emotionally off, mentally off. So like take that as a sign and like, let's do something about it. So if something, if you just heard that and something's like, I know, you know, and it's time to take action because for me, it started really in 2012 was my massive wake up call. My mom had a stroke that paralyzed her. And, um, I was quickly following in her footsteps. She was a hairdresser who was an overgiver and was constantly putting herself on the back burner and like draining all of her energy into taking care of everyone else. And, um, in watching her have her stroke and being paralyzed, basically starting her life over. I watched my mom like rebirth herself from like infancy stage of learning how to talk again, how to walk again. Um, It was a huge uh, gift that she gave me as a mother to show me what it looks like to suffer and that we don't have to suffer to make a change. We don't have to suffer to really step into our full power. It's a really good motivator, but we don't have to do that. And I think that's really the turning point that I want to focus on is that yes, we go through hardships. I mean, I had a near-death experience just three months after my mom on a mountain in Colorado. So it was like hardship after hardship after like, wake the fuck up, girl, what are you doing? A lot of people right now are going through that knocking of, Hey, wake up. Hey, Hey, not that anymore. Hey, no more alcohol. Hey, he's a fucking narcissist. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Like, I think we're going through this massive, like, wake up. And for me, it wasn't subtle. I chose the path of experiential route, not observation. So I'm in the fucking throes of learning the life lessons. Um, and my own near death experience paired with my mom's was the wake up call that I needed to start looking inward for answers. And I kept hearing my internal voice say, there's a lesson to be learned here. Hey, there's a lesson here. And I kept hearing this phrase, there's a lesson to be learned. And I'm like, well, what is the lesson? What are you talking? Who's talking to me? And that (laughs) led me to go see a psychic in 2012. And when I sat down with the psychic. She said, honey, you have the gift, like buy yourself some cards and start practicing. I'm like, I know, but I don't know. (laughs) Like, I like, I know, I know something, but I don't know what I know. So help. And that was kind of like the wake up call for me in my own life as a hairdresser, overgiving, overserving, working too many hours, emotionally discounting, doing all the things that we now talk about not doing so that we can preserve our energy. I was doing all those things and I was close to hell. I was probably in burnout if, if we're being Mm -hmm. honest, you know? So it was, uh, a lot of near-death experience. <laughs> so let's That's just not go crazy <laughs> that like all of that happened at once, but I love how you say you don't have to wait for that to happen because I have found that in my own life. And I see it all the time where if I don't listen to that nudge, that intuitive nudge, the universe gets louder and louder. And it usually throws me into a really uncomfortable situation because otherwise you're not motivated to leave. But that's the thing. I feel like you know, when I, I worked in the corporate world for 12 years and I felt like I was surrounded by people that just sort of like, and I, I don't want to say this in a mean way, but almost like gave up on their own path or on what they truly were meant to do and just settled. And I feel like that's a really scary place is being comfortable because there's no motivation to really break free from that. And you're not at rock bottom. So you're just kind of like stuck in the middle of things. So I love that. And I like that you brought up Oracle cards because the same thing happened with me where I've always been really into psychics and everything. And, um, 
one of the psychics that I just absolutely love, she was telling me the same thing. She's like, you know, you don't have to see me. Like you have the ability everyone does, but you you're definitely like tuning into some things and maybe Oracle cards would help you because I was really struggling with like, how am I getting guidance or is this just my brain? Like, cause that's the way I receive information. So she introduced me to Oracle cards and I know you created a whole Oracle deck. So I want to kind of hear a little bit about that. Like, have you have you always been tuned into it and you've just kind of nurtured that ability as you got older? Yes, I definitely have beat to my own drum since I left the womb. I've um, looking back, I can now see that I am an old soul here to like make some changes. I'm a, my husband and I are both life path 11 and we're twin flames. So we're here to like break some cycles and like really <laughs> impart some love to this world. So I've always had that like witchy, weird, intuitive. I know things I can read people. I can feel people, but I didn't, I wasn't conscious of it. I mean, I felt it. And I thought that was normal when the psychic was like, honey, you just see the hair and you can create it. I'm like, yeah, duh. Doesn't everyone do that? No, no, babe. No. I'm like, Oh, okay. So my visualizations, my visionary, like my clairvoyance, like that's not normal. Like it's normal. Yes. We all have the gift, but mine's very developed. Right. So I came into this lifetime with a massive set of skills that were begging to be used. And, um, I'm so grateful that I sat down with that psychic and she told me to get some cards because I've always been into the witchy stuff, watching the craft, watching teen witch. Oh my, the craft was like my favorite movie when I was in middle school. (laughs) I literally just watched it this week for my birthday. I was like, just got to get back to my roots and remember myself. Well, happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. So uh, yeah, it was interesting when she told me to get the cards, like I knew, but I wasn't, you know, I'm like, I've always been into this. I was always trying to call Miss Cleo when I was a kid, you know, like I've always (laughs) been drawn to the magic. So yes, I would say to some degree, I've always had that like spirit about me, but it was, I grew up a preacher's daughter. So it was repressed Mm -hmm. for a really long time. Okay. Um, but when I got the cards, the psychic gave me the best advice. And you kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, is not knowing if your logical brain or your intuitive brain is giving you that information. And my best advice to students is always, if you think you're making something up. If you say, did I just make this up? Then, you know, 100% without a doubt, whatever you just said, thought or felt was accurate intuition. So really, okay. If you feel like you're making shit up, then that's your logical brain kicking in to like pick up and receive that intuitive information. Be like, wait a minute, what is this? Where did this come from? This doesn't make sense because intuition, the definition of it is knowing beyond logic. So our logical brain literally cannot interpret our intuition. So we have to develop a whole new realm of process processing and connecting with ourself, our own visions, our own feelings, our own thoughts to be able to develop your language and your spirit, like library with like your guides and how that information comes through. So the best advice she gave me was that the most skeptical psychics, the most skeptical people of psychics are the psychics themselves because they question their own intuition. I was like, Oh, so it's just our fault. It's us. We're in the way. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody but us. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, now that I know what I know, I've been trying to nurture my daughter. I have a 13 year old daughter and I have younger kids too, but they're, they're like one and two, but my 13 year old, she has her intuition is spot on. Like we just did a podcast episode together about this because she like knows when things are going to happen. Like we, we were in a 
horrible, horrible accident. And thankfully we were all okay. Nobody was injured. It could have been really bad, but she did not want to leave the house. And she's always like, I want to go do stuff. Let's go here or there. And she was telling us, she's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. My husband and I like ignored her. And we were like, no, we're leaving. And we got in this accident and we're like, from now on, we're listening to her because every time, like she seems to have these abilities. And so I'm trying to think about my childhood and how society kind of like suppresses that. And they tell you like, oh, you know, that's, that's not a thing. It's just coincidence or whatever. And I'm trying to instead like teach her how to tune into that. And like, you had that feeling for a reason. What did that feel like? How did that come up? Um, because I mean, I just think we all kind of have some sort of a ability, but if we've suppressed it for so long, we're completely unaware of it. Right. It's so true. And the problem is that we are all born with these gifts. We're all magical, divine, connected. Like the kids are tuned in, pay attention to what these light worker star seed mm -hmm. indigo children are saying, because they're all, all the children being born at this time are like ushering in this new wow. higher consciousness. So pay attention to the kids, especially before they hit like age 12. That's when the critical factor develops basically mm -hmm. our ego. So everything the kid is saying in between the normal bullshit children stuff like is mm -hmm. deep wisdom that we need to remember and pay attention to. So, you know, I think back to my childhood and I grew up in a very toxic trailer park, you know? And so mm -hmm. I had developed a really big wall of fat and protection to protect myself from all the negative energy that I was surrounded in. I didn't know that until I was much older and I'd already gone through my, I hate my body. I'm so fat. Oh my God. You know, like now I look back and realize like you are protecting yourself. Like you are creating an energetic barrier to not empathically pick up on all the anger and the drugs and the, this and the, that. And now I can recognize like how important it is to protect our own energy field, our body, like our body, we need to listen to our body. If something's off, if something doesn't feel good, everything, literally everything is a sign. Everything is a message from the penny on the ground to the ant walking over your sandal. Like it seems kind of crazy, but when you really break it down, everything has meaning and everything has a message if you pay attention. Oh, I get signs all the time. And once again, sometimes I do that. I'm like, okay, like, is this just in my head? And so like one of the things, um, my mother-in-law passed away and I just felt like I've felt connected with her and almost like she's tuning into me. Like she kind of knows that I'm the one that maybe she can get through to. So my husband and I were talking about this one day and I'm like, let's come up with a sign. And I used to always call her the disco queen. Cause she totally was the disco queen. So I'm like, if I see a disco ball, like that's your mom, my husband's like, you're not going to see a disco ball. Uh, later on that week, I go to a photo shoot and I'm walking up. It was at an Airbnb and I walk up and I'm like blinded by this light. And I look up, I'm like, what is that? There was a disco ball on the front porch and the sun was hitting it. And it was like going right in my eye. And I was like, all right, that is like as clear as a sign can be. So I get that all the time. And I feel, I don't know if this happens with you, but I feel like whenever I have a question, if I ask the universe, I get an answer one way or another, whether it's subtle or in my face, like somehow something shows up. Do you do that at all? Absolutely. You know, that's the first step in manifesting ask and you shall receive. So a lot of us get hung up and this is one of my cards in the Oracle deck is ask for help. It doesn't make you weak. I don't know how or when society programmed us to think that asking for help is a weakness, but if you really think about it, I love to give, you love to give everyone else loves to give. We'll, we'll say that lightly. All the light workers love to give, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? 
And so if you take away that gift of us giving to you, because you're weird about receiving, like you're fucking up the cycle. I had to tell my dad this, like you're fucking up the cycle. When you say, I don't like receiving. I just want to be the giver. Like, that's great. But don't, you know, the old adage, like give and you shall receive, like mm -hmm. we got to keep that cycle going. So asking for the sign is the first step in opening up that communication to a higher realm. And signs for me were the biggest thing that like made me, oh my God, shit's really happening. Holy, I just talked about that. And here it is one of my favorites. And this isn't even mine. It's one of my most skeptical, my husband's most skeptical friend. His mom passed away of a stroke right after my mom did. So we had a really deep connection and I was developing my skills. So I was bringing messages to him all the time. He's like, how do you know this? I'm like, I'm telling you, like something's going down, you know, like I'm not just making this up. He's like, I even left that night and I Googled all the things that fake psychics do. And you didn't do any of them. I was like, I know because this isn't <laughs> bullshit. So he, his mom had just passed. He really wanted to get engaged with his girlfriend. They've been together for a long time. And he was really afraid to ask. He was terrified to ask. And so he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to take her to Colorado. We're going to go on a trip. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her. And he said, he got to Colorado. They got out of the car at the first place that they stopped. And he kept thinking like, how am I going to ask? Like, what am I going to do? I like, I don't know what to do. How do I do this? So he's asking for help, 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 help. And I don't even think he knew he was really asking for help, but the yeah. sign showed up. You talk about those Vegas signs that hit you sometimes, sometimes they're subtle and you have to really like, you know, like interpret, like, I don't know, mm -hmm. like, I really got to dig into this one. This sign was so clear. There was a huge billboard painted on the side of the building where he got out in the parking lot. And it said, just ask her already. <laughs> no way. Oh my God. A ring on it. It was like an <laughs> advertisement for a wedding jewelry company. I'm like, okay, there you yep, go, buddy. Right there's, in your face. There's your billboard it. sign. You know, sometimes they do come in subtle hints and nudges. And sometimes they hit you right in the face where you're like, I can't make this up. Like I can't deny this. And those are the moments that I think let the light in enough mm -hmm. to have that miracle mentality of like, Oh my God, everything is happening for me. Everything is yes. showing up and responding to the way that I'm feeling the way that I'm thinking. And that takes you out of victim mode and puts you into the driver's seat of your life. So signs to me are the first signal that you are in the flow of life, that you're connected, connected to yourself, to higher realms. Um, so signs. Yeah. One of the best advice I have for that. One, I have another card, look for the signs and synchronicities. And in there, I talk about creating your spirit sign. You've already done that intuitively. You have to be the one to decide what the sign is. Yes. Flowers. Yes. Ladybugs. Yes. Pennies. Yes. Rainbows, feathers. Like we get those universal signs and they're beautiful when they come through. But when you pick your own sign, like a disco ball, or for mm -hmm. me, mine was pink cars. It's like pink, duh. And yeah. also <laughs> how often do you see those? So it's like pretty rare. Right. So for me, my spirit sign is a pink car. So when I see a pink car, I know I'm in the right place. And just this year, I got in a really bad car accident, same. Um, and I broke my hand, which is not great as a hairdresser. And um, on the way to, we wanted this new car and you know, this year getting cars was oh, impossible. Yeah. We had put down um, a, an order at one location and that, that day, and that day I'd pulled the eight of wands, which is rapid change, rapid manifest manifestation action is happening. So I told myself something good is going down today. Like I just know something, something good is happening. So we placed the order that morning. They told us five months, we're going to wait five months and we don't have a car. It was totaled. Like, we're like, oh. what the fuck are we going to do? Right. Like, so full trust mode. I, that's all you can do at that point. You have mm -hmm. to surrender. So I'm like, okay, I put in the order. I've done my part. I've called every dealership. I'm, I did my best. And that day we get a phone call from a random dealership. 
Hey, that person that custom ordered the exact car you wanted didn't show up. So it's yours. If you can get here, we're like chiropractor. We drove like 45 minutes across town to get to this place. And when we exited the highway, pink car sitting at the light, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that has got to be like one of the best manifestation stories I think I've ever heard. I love that. That is so cool. Pretty good one. I've definitely had some, I've had even weirder ones that like don't even make sense where I have a hairless cat and he needs his ears cleaned all the time. And yeah. I said to my husband, babe, we need, we're out of Q-tips. I need to clean the cat's ears. This is so random. Babe, we need Q-tips. Ooh, but I don't want to go to Walmart because my energy is getting real sensitive to like, play, not to talk shit about Walmart. I love you all. Any I know exactly store, what you okay? mean though. Yeah. Any grocery store, really. Right. Whole foods I can handle. But yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go to Walmart. Like that doesn't feel good anymore. I'm like, I guess I could go to Target. (laughs) You know, I'm like having this fucking conversation with myself. (laughs) The next morning I get up and go on a walk with my husband and it's Valentine's day, which is, you know, random. And we're on this walk in the park and there's a blue present on the ground with a gold bow and the flap is open on one side. And I'm like, presents, pretty sparkly things. I want them all. (laughs) So I walk off the path into the grass and pick up this blue present with a gold bow. I'm like, and I turn it over because one flap is open and I look inside and it's a fucking box of Q-tips. No way. Wrapped in blue wrapping paper with a gold bow in the middle of a random park where there's no one around on Valentine's day. Like for one, whoever missed out on their gift of Q-tips, you're welcome. I just saved you from (laughs) uh, like breaking up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But two, like, I just look my, I went straight up to the sky and my mouth hit the ground. I was like, yeah, that's pretty wild. Are you kidding me? I don't even have to go to Target now. Like they're trying right. to save me money. <laughs> now, do you feel like stuff like that you manifest easier? Because I I was talking about this with my daughter the other day. She's like, how come like the little things I just manifest, like it's no big deal whatsoever. And then the bigger things like take a long time. And I kind of think it's because the little things we just surrender. We're just like, whatever, like, and we let go of it. I don't know if you have that experience though. Yeah, totally. Twofold on that. One is the attachment. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when we want to manifest bigger things, we have belief attachments that need to be reworked or, you know, like up leveled. If you're asking for a million dollars and it's not coming, you got a mental block there, you know? Um, so I think twofold. I think that's the first half. Are your beliefs in alignment with it? And now the second half is if you're manifesting something bigger that involves other people, you have to be patient in that they, in their divine timing, have to come to the right place, the right opportunity, everything. You you don't realize how much has to unfold when you're asking for something big, like when other people are involved. So if you're asking for something small, like Q-tips, you know, I didn't really give a shit about, I didn't even think twice about Q-tips. I don't know if I'm worthy of them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So there's a worth issue involved and there was nobody else really. I don't know who the fuck did it. So thank you for that divine timing. But obviously someone was wrapping Q-tips in their time and their free will. You and know? you like literally saved a relationship because can totally you imagine totally opening did. that up? You think it's like jewelry or something like that. And it's Q-tips. It's like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I love that. So um, not to like totally back up again, but I just have to know. So with like the whole psychic ability, do you ever have experiences where you are like connecting with spirits or people that passed on? And the reason I'm asking this is because so much has been happening over the past month in my house specifically. And, um, I posted it on Instagram the other day. I actually took a screenshot because I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought I had heard 
like a baby screaming. And I looked on the baby monitor. We have a camera in my kid's room and I see a figure um, in my son's room. So I, I took a screenshot of it because I felt like maybe I'm still dreaming and I'm not really seeing this. I need to look at this again later. And I looked later, there was definitely something there. And so right off the bat, like a lot of different people that I know on Instagram are like, you know, you need to like cleanse the space and like close portals and like this, that, and the other, but I don't know, like part of me just feels like it's not dangerous. Like it's like a good energy. And I don't know if it's my mother-in-law or just like something else, but I don't feel freaked out. I don't feel scared, but I also don't really know, like, what do I do with this? Do they want to connect? Like, and I, I haven't really received anything since. So have you ever had an experience like that? Yeah. And you know, the thing is like, not all energies are bad. So I think going in there and set saying, speaking, using your words and asking the question, like, what are you doing here? What's the purpose? Like, you know, or setting the tone of only high vibrational beings are allowed in that space, you know? So like cleansing, sure. It doesn't mean that it's going to block out all, it's not like putting a wall around your heart and like blocking out all love, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think cleansing is not a bad idea, but also communicating, Hey, why are you here? What what's the purpose that you're serving? And from my vision, it feels like a man it feels like your dad's dad or grandpa or something of that nature. Um, okay. you know, if you, here's something interesting. If you name your child after someone who's passed, feel like this is relevant to you. If you name your child after someone who's passed that they automatically become part of your spirit guide team. So I feel like oh, your wow. children are equipped with a beautiful team of support to help bring in that higher vibration, the higher love, more awareness. And, you know, you said something earlier that really reminded me of my own journey, feeling like you're the conduit for your husband's mom to come through. Mm -hmm. That happened to me and my husband. When we first started dating, I was like 20. I didn't know shit like about any of this. Mm -hmm. And he, we had just started dating. He was very closed off, very like, just wasn't letting me in. You know what I mean? And he invited me to his great grandmother's funeral who he was named after. And I was like, I feel like this is the opportunity. Like he, um, he's letting me in. Like I get to be a part like of the emotional stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and we go to the funeral and we go to the burial and at the burial, I had a full body, like takeover. This bitch came through my body. I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. I was like shaking. And I kept telling Chris, like, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know. I don't know what this feeling is. Like I went and sat down in his truck, like by myself while they're all at the like burial. And I'm like, this is fucking embarrassing. 20 year old just started dating. I'm like having a fucking, like, I don't even know what's happening to my body. And then maybe five, seven years later, we have the experience where we almost die on a mountain. I go see a psychic. She says, buy the cards. So for my 28th birthday, my husband got me um, a psychic mediumship training. And of course he's my partner. So I'm like, I'm going to practice on you. Mm -hmm. The first, the first exercise I did to start developing my skills, I brought through his great grandmother and the exact same feeling in my body happened. My words wouldn't come out. Like I have fucking nipple chills right now. Like I just couldn't, it was like the, just a, I felt this before. I know what this feeling is. And I kept trying to talk, but I couldn't talk. And it was really weird. And finally, oh, it comes out of my throat, Christopher, like this fucking weird accent. I never call Chris Christopher, you know, yeah. like super weird. And his face, well, I'll never forget his face. He like pulled back eyes wide open. And he was like, that was my grandmother. She had Parkinson's and couldn't talk. So when she did wow. talk, it would be like really labored or really struggled. And that's how she spoke. And like how I just, I like, 
I like threw everything off of me, like all the energy, all just anything that was around me, like, get off me. Like what just happened? And that was like, um, my first, like, holy shit. Like I just, I, I recognized that I was doing this as a younger, a younger person, mm-hmm. but not knowing it. And the first conscious, like, even that wasn't conscious, like until I had the, um, the realization of the remembrance. It's like smelling weed when you're an adult. You're like, that's what that was in my mom's room. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, mom, no. <laughs> that's what you were doing. <laughs> the first time I consciously spoke to a past loved one, I was in a float tank, a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. And um, this was literally like right after the near-death experiences all in the same year. It was like, hey girl, hey, like now's the time. Like there was no mm-hmm. waiting. Um, and I was laying in the tank and my biological dad who passed in 2008 said to me, Hey baby girl. And I'm like splashing around like, what the fuck? Like I heard that as clear as day. Hey baby girl. And like, that was your voice. And he said one thing to me, he said, I had to pass in the physical world so I could guide you from the spiritual world. And that was it. That's all he said. So I got out of the tank and I went up to the front and the owner was like, how was it? And I was like, well, uh, my dad just talked to me and he's dead. So I'm not really sure uh, what to take of all that. And, um, shortly after that, we had a friend, my husband's friend who is very religious, goes to church, like not into the psychics, not into the woo woo stuff. He says to me, Hey Britt, I really think you should watch long Island medium. I'm like, that's a fucking random you know, I don't even watch TV. So I'm like, that's so random. Okay. Long Island medium. And I didn't, you know, I really didn't think anything of it. And then he said it again. I was like, okay. Like now they're yelling at me. Like now some, I'm okay. So I watched it in the first episode, I'm bawling like a little baby. And I look over at my husband and he goes, babe, we got to turn this off. You can't watch this anymore. It's just making you cry. And I just said to him, I want to do this for people. And he said, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know who just said that. (laughs) So I, I had, I didn't, I didn't have a choice, but I had a choice cause I, I chose it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, that's, it's so cool. And I feel like it's different for everyone. And like we said in the beginning, it's like, you know, we probably have these experiences as children and kind of like tune them out. Yeah. And it's really interesting how you said in my son's room, it could be a man, because the other weird thing that's been, and this has been happening for a long time is I have a funeral card from my great grandpa Mm. and my kids find it. Like I, I didn't want them to mess it up in the beginning. So I kept putting it in like these different places, like in a book or somewhere where I knew that they couldn't get to it and they would freaking find it and take it out. And they're like obsessed with it. And they're always handing it to me. And I'm like, is this him trying to communicate through them? Like it totally could be. And maybe that's what this, you know, energy is that's in his room. So it's just like really interesting that you said that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, energy doesn't lie. That's the beautiful thing. So if you've got a card that represents someone that was significant to you in your, in your life and your children are trying to bring that to your attention, it's 1000%, um, a gift from them. Uh, for example, I had a friend who has a son that was like two or three at the time. And they were at, um, his, I guess it would have been his grandpa's funeral mm-hmm. grandpa's yeah um and he had never met him and they had like I think they had met but he's a baby you know like he's not right. like we hang out all the time whatever <laughs> they had crossed paths their souls had crossed paths on the physical plane but they weren't like a close whatever they're at the funeral it's like super sad moment and all of a sudden the the son at two starts saying hap 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 
that was his name. Oh my gosh. Hap. Hap wow. was his name. They called him happy and they called him Hap. So, um, just like things like that, where children are trying to bring through the guardians and the grandparents and like the, the ancestors, you know what I mean? Like yeah. those children are definitely conduits. They can see it. They're talking to them all the time. Um, same with cats, like cats walk between both worlds. So you can, if you have cats, <laughs> you know, all witches should have a cat, a proper cat, um, because they protect you. They can tell when energies come through. When I go stand at my altar, that cat is right there meowing, meow, 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 looking around fucking everywhere. The second I touch my tarot cards in the morning, he's in my lap. Wow. Second I pull him out, he could be asleep halfway across the house. If I touch those cards and start my rituals, he's right there with me. So I think having a cat is also great. Uh, just like random, but throwing it out there. If you want that extra support or extra, um, yeah. tool to help you to communicate with. The- I didn't know that they walk between both worlds. Like that's really so that's the whole reason probably that you do associate that with witches, right? Like I, you know, you always see that, but I didn't know the reasoning behind it. Well, here's, here's how I learned it. I went to go see my psychic and I've had this crazy hairless cat for 11 years. His birthday was this weekend too. He's 11. <laughs> um, so I've had this crazy cat and he's always meowing at corners in the house and like doing crazy stuff. So when, when I went to go see the psychic, we had an extra time, like we had a little bit of time left. And so I was like, she's like, is there anything else you want to talk about? I was like, what's up with my cat? <laughs> like, what is the deal with my cat? And she starts telling me about how they walk between both worlds and just all this information. And then this is where it really fucking blew my mind. Cause it was like, yeah, that's cool. I can see that. He's always meowing at this one corner. She's like, that's a portal. There's a burial ground where you're at. The spirits are trying to come through. Cause they feel safe in your place. I'm like, okay. Like it all feels right. You know, like it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then I hear ding, 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 like the bell on the door. And I turn around. I'm like, what was that? She was like, oh, that's the cats. They're letting me know our time is up. I'm sorry. What the fuck did you just say? (laughs) Oh, that's what happened. The cats, that's what happened. The cats rang the bell and she was like, Oh, that's the cats letting me know that our time is up. I was like, hold the phone. Can I pay for more time? Can I ask you about cats? Tell me everything you know about cats. And that's how it started. Cause the cats rang the doorbell. I was like, how the hell do they know? Like that's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my mom has two cats that they actually were my cats that a boyfriend gave me like back in the day. And when we first got them, my friends would come over and just laugh because they're like, you are like their queen because I would like sit down at the table and they would just be like all over me, like almost like protecting me and guarding me. And people just thought that was the funniest thing. They're like these cats, like, like you are like their leader. (laughs) Like it was so funny, but yeah, I had no idea that, um, they can sense all that stuff. So that's really interesting. Now, did you have anything weird happen with your near death experience where you like experienced what happens when we die or can you remember anything that happened? No, I didn't go that far into the veil. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do remember like I kept saying to myself, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a lesson to be learned. And that to me was the biggest, like connecting. Cause my husband had asked me years before, Hey babe, do you ever talk to yourself? And I was like, no, I wish everyone could see my face right now because we are always talking to ourselves. And mine was bad. You're so fat. You're ugly. You're, you know, like my internal dialogue was brutal. So for me, the biggest thing and realization was we are talking to ourselves. And that is one of the most powerful tools that you are here to control here to learn how to control and not live under this unmanaged mind. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, it wasn't about, I wasn't ready. I don't think I was ready to like 
tap into the angels and the light and the, this and the, that at that particular moment, but it was enough to let the light in and break open a, Hey, there really is something going in your internal world and you need to pay attention to it. So I, I no bright lights or anything like that, but incredible strength to be able to push the car down the mountain and through a river and some crazy shit went down that night. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Well, I'm glad that you made it and you're good and you're here. Um, and I know you do these incredible retreats. Can you talk just a little bit about what you do, like what that's all about and how people can find out more? Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. So, you know, I've owned a hair salon for 15 years and working behind the chair with women taught me a lot about how they think and feel. And let me just tell you, it's not that pretty. (laughs) And so I was making beautiful hair, but they, on the inside, they felt ugly. They would say, Oh, I should have worn makeup or I don't like this about myself. And that was starting to piss me off a little bit because I'm like, I'm making look so beautiful. You don't even recognize it. You can't even see your own beauty. What the fuck? Like, how Mm -hmm. do I help? Like, how can I help them like get past the negative stories they're telling themselves? So my near death, my mom's near death experience on top of mine, then 15 years behind the chair, listening to women talk shit about themselves. It was like this culmination of like, I've got to figure out who I am. And I went on this journey of self-discovery. Who am I? What am I here to do? What are my natural talents and skills? Like, what am I beyond a hairdresser Mm -hmm. and going through my own self-development journey and awakening process? I learned a lot of tools along the way that I started sharing with my clients, started saying, Hey, do you meditate? Hey, do you journal? What do you think about gratitude? You know, just started sharing little bits along the way because people would ask what the hell's going on with you. Like you look great. Like you're so happy. Like you must be tiring to be as happy as you are all the time. Like actually no, being angry was tiring. So let me just give you some tools on that one too. Um, so I started sharing my tools with my clients because who else am I going to share with? Like a little bit on Instagram, but not really. Um, and I started sharing with my clients. They started coming back, leaving toxic relationships, asking for raises, like making changes. So I, I started coaching my clients and then I started realizing I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. So I took all of those lessons that I was teaching teaching my clients and I put them into shine school, which is my online program. Then shine school. I asked myself, how can I help women stay consistent? Cause now you have the tools to love yourself, but people still struggle. So how do I help them move beyond the struggle? Knowing that we all know need to love and like love ourselves, but we still struggle. How can I help? And for me, cards were my consistent tool. I'm like, I show up every single day for my cards and card reading. I'll skip yoga and I'll skip meditation, but I never skip my cards. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was a sign that I needed to take my self-love lessons and turn them into an Oracle deck. So all of this kind of turned into, well, now I'm helping people. I'm empowering them. I'm giving them tools and, and practices to up-level their life. And all of the women keep saying the same thing. I feel alone. I feel like nobody gets me. And so I'm like, well, shit, I've got a lot of cool clients that feel alone, but actually if like Cassie knew Sarah, like they would be best friends. Like I just, I need to play play matchmaker. So I was really into the, I'm really into astrology. So I was doing full moon and new moon rituals in my own personal life. So I decided I'm going to host a full moon goddess gathering and I'm going to bring all my weirdos together and we're going to make magic and burn some bullshit and play sound bowls and eat cupcakes and shit. So for the last four ish years, I've been hosting full moon gatherings every single month. And I started seeing the transformation happen after just three hours of being together, of giving ourselves permission to let our walls down, to share our pain, to release the pain. And women were coming back 
saying, I forgave my mom and I no longer have back pain. I 17 year old girl, I fucking hated myself. And I let go of all of that self-hatred and all the warts on my hands disappeared. Like shit just started happening that I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but magic is happening. And I want to foster more of that. So I love to travel. I love, I'm a high class hippie. So I love luxury travel and being bougie. So I'm like, how can I take my love of travel and like curating an amazing experience and like pair it with the magic that's happening in these three hour gatherings. So my goddess retreats were born because I'm like, we need to do more of this. We need more time together, more tools, more healing. And so I've put together a curriculum of moving through all the chakras. So each workshop that we do at my goddess retreat helps us move through any area that you may be blocked in your life. And what's really funny about that is like, no one, no one gets, nothing gets missed by using this system because I had one hair client actually come to my retreat and she's super logical and analytical works for a bank. And it surprised me that she kept showing up to my goddess gatherings, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And she invested in the retreat and she comes and we get through the first three chakras and she's like, I'm fucking great. Like I am killing it at work. I'm amazing. I'm like, yeah, you really are. You're crushing it. We get to heart chakra, inner child forgiveness, which so fucked up. I need help. (laughs) I'm like, we'll find it. We will find where you're so the goddess retreats were born, um, from my passion of bringing women together to heal, to teach, to play, to have fun and to eat some damn good high-class private chef plant-based food in the luxurious mountains of Colorado. So Colorado every time tries to kill me, but I keep going back to make more (laughs) magic. So there's something there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I love that. And it's so weird because, um, I've had a lot of people ask me about retreats and I'm like, that's really the one thing I'm just not you know, ready to do, but no joke every single week for about two, maybe three months, someone is bringing up retreats to me. So I'm like, okay, like I get it sign after sign, but I love to, for everyone that's listening to just like the way you came about with your business and developed it is so intuitive. It's like, you didn't go at it like, okay, what's going to make the most money or how do I do this? Or how do I have a sales funnel? You, you were just going one step at a time and seeing what do people need? How can I go deeper? How can I help people even more? And I think that that's such an important lesson because so often we want to know the how and we want to know, well, like, how is my gift going to turn into money? How am I going to turn this into a business? And it's like, it doesn't matter how you just have to get going and just trust what's coming through and what you're feeling led to do. And I mean, that's what you did. And now you're, you're doing all these wonderful things and you have all these women who have benefited from it. And there's no way you could have known that when you got started. So thank you for sharing. I was just trying to be a hairdresser. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's that's the thing. My husband said to me about 10 years ago, we, I was getting ready for work and he was in there with me. I was putting on my makeup and he says, babe, I just had a vision of you. I was like, what? Tell me, tell me, tell me. (laughs) And he's (laughs) like, I saw you on stage, like talking, empowering women, like speaking on stage. And I yelled at him. I was like, no, I'm a hairdresser. I'm not fucking doing that. (laughs) And so it's like the things that we resist the most typically are the things that we're called to do. Oh yeah. That's definitely, that's true. I feel like we all learn that, um, at one point or another, right. Uh, one last question. What are you currently trying to manifest? Oh, uh, 20 acres in the woods with a lake river, lots of trees, rolling Hills, clear space for grass, like rolling grass, big garden conservatory spaces for people to come and retreat on my own property modern farmhouse. 
that. I love you that. That's you so saw spot on. As soon it. as you were saying it, I'm like, yeah, there's going to be goddess retreats there for sure. hundred percent. That's the, that's the thing. I'm tired of paying like 10, $20,000 to other people's mortgage when right. I like <laughs> have it, have you all come to me? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yes. All right. Well, where can everyone find you and get more information? Yeah. So all the magic goes down on my website at brittanycarmichael.com. There's loads of free self-love resources. I've got a podcast called the elevated life where I'm sharing wisdom every Friday with my husband. Um, but if you really want to connect in person, not in, in, in person, in our digital in-person world, you can find me on Instagram at the world by Brit or join my private Facebook community called shine tribe sisterhood. I know Facebook is kind of like, mah, mah. no one's really loving Facebook, but I started it over six years ago when it was a thing. And that that's where my, you know, we've got 10,000 women from all over the world in this community. So can't leave them behind. Cause that's where we go to commune and connect. So yeah, um, Instagram, Facebook group and the website are the best options. And, you know, as much as I don't like Facebook a lot, there are like really great parts of it like that. So, yeah. I mean, you got to just be mindful in how you right? navigate everything. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I'll link everything up in the show notes for everyone. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you got something out of this podcast, then pay it forward by sharing it with a friend. This is the best way that you can support the podcast and spread good vibes. And if you're left thinking that you want more, you want to keep listening, then download the Manifest It Now app and subscribe so you can become a member of the Inner Tribe where we meet on Zoom twice a week and you have live workshops every other week by guest experts and you get to meet with a high vibe community and keep the conversation going. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you back here next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.